It's time to pick up the phone. Answer that call. This call is your calling and you can't hide from it or ignore it. That passion you have to help people and make a difference isn't going anywhere. You deserve to get paid and paid well doing work you love and changing lives. Everything in your life has led you here. And now we're here to help you figure out how to make your destiny your reality. Welcome to Six Figure Certified Coach, the podcast hosted by Inner Glow Circle. IGC is an internationally accredited life coaching school created to take your existing professional skills paired with your life experience and turn it into a six-figure coaching business. We've trained thousands of successful coaches and now it's your turn. Let's get focused, get real, and get you six-figure certified. Awesome. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Six Figure Certified Coach Podcast, powered by Inner Glow Circle or IGC. I am your host today, Liv Chapman, and I am joined by a special guest, a very dynamic guest, Lauren Devera, founder of The Lion's Den. Welcome. Thank you, Liv, for having me. I'm so excited to be here today. I'm so excited that you accepted the invitation. I feel like you have such a cool resume. And I do think that your story, of course, is going to resonate with so many people because you have kind of created this career and business for yourself that allows you to be all of yourself. So before I go into that, I'd love for you to kind of share with us who you are, what you're up to. Yes, thank you so much for having me. Um, for those that don't know me, my name's Lauren. I live in Alexandria, Virginia. I'm a second generation Filipina American. And I stumbled across IGC in 2020 in the midst of the pandemic. So I'm part of the fall 2020 class, um, currently in Leaders Rising and a student trainer. So I love the IGC fam. Um, but before I got into coaching, I was mostly known for dance and wellness. Um, and interestingly enough, the pandemic helped kind of push and elevate for me to walk a different path in my career. And then when I stumbled into coaching, I, I realized that there was so many different ways that I could embody my full self in many different capacities. And one of my biggest takeaways from IGC was learning how to not separate myself into different categories and just be myself in every type of space. So I am a multi-hyphenate, as some people would say, someone who likes to do many things. Um, I'm the founder of the Lion's Den, which is an inclusive community connecting through dance, wellness, and self-expression. We primarily have programming for adults. We create spaces for adults to have fun and also learn quality dance training. And I'm also a podcast host of the Thrive and Thread podcast. We're a wellness and entrepreneurial podcast. And I'm a choreographer. I just released my first or premiered my first evening length dance production a few weeks ago. And thank you. And just been like exploring how I want to, you know, explain what I do. And I've been playing with the, the title of movement and mental health artist. I get booked to speak and educate around mental health. And now I'm learning that I can partner that in my dance making and my choreography and some random facts. I've been engaged for a couple of years. We're going to get married soon. <laughs> I'm a bonus mom. I have a seven-year-old stepdaughter and I love coffee and I love reading and I just love getting to know new people. So I'm excited to be here. Awesome. Thank you for that. And for sharing, I do, I know we talked about this a little bit before we got started, but I want to bring it up. I remember when you first 
um, joined IGC and we were on a circle call together. So the circle for our new listeners is like our professional development community. So if you enroll in any of our courses, you have access to, you know, open live coaching calls every week. We have them every week, like for life. So I remember getting on a call with Lauren, like at the beginning and, you know, just seeing how much you've, you know, expanded your offerings and how much you've really stepped into this role as leader since that first call is really inspiring. And I know you came into coaching and business like pretty young. I think, you know, I did too, and many of the women, but I do, I would love to hear like, how did you, you know, kind of have all of these passions, you're putting them all together. I know you had quite a bit of accomplishments before you even joined IGC, but you know, what really allowed you to step into leader and like true expert? I think I kind of like most people just fell into it naturally. Um, like starting a business, like the Lions, and I didn't go with the intent of building a business. I just wanted to build community and be with other friends of mine who like dance. And, um, and I think when you're a dance teacher or a teacher of any sort, you're kind of looked at as the expert of something. And I think having that strong background in dance education and um, a lot of practice of being in front of the room and and leading people kind of naturally put me in that category. And so I I took that and I allowed that to continue to grow and manifest in the other offerings that I did. And I'm obsessed with trainings and learning. And like, that's how I spend my money is on trainings and certifications. And so as I progress with getting certified in yoga and mindfulness and positive psychology. And now we're adding a a life coaching element. I just kept reshaping and getting practice in how to be articulate and how to be more direct in how I speak and in how I hold space. And I always say that when you learn how to coach, you become a better interviewer, you become a better speaker, and you just become a better person because now you really know how to listen. And so I think having that element of listening and holding space is a true testament to what a good leader is. Beautiful. I couldn't agree more. And, you know, I do think that it's like what I'm hearing and what you're saying is this ability to almost like translate your confidence into the new roles, right? Like you're in front of the room and you're teaching dance, right? And so, you know, you have that ability and you know, you have that confidence over here and then being able to kind of gain your skills in other areas and bring that confidence with you. Um, yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I want to shout you out and IGC out just that <laughs> the power of like the power of having other people pouring into you, you know, I think sometimes people second guess on wanting to invest in themselves or like join programs, but you can't put a price on community. You can't put a price on having other really dope women like standing alongside you and being alongside you and I still remember that first open coaching call when you were the one leading it and I was like oh my god is this what I signed up for I get to have access to this for six months like this is gonna be amazing and I just remember being so excited so I just wanted to add that Oh, good. And I think it's true. And it's like, I don't know where everyone, you know, I don't know everyone's whole life story, right? Like when they, when they join or when we start interacting in these different, you know, containers, but I do know from personal experience that it was very hard for me to become the, you know, woman I was destined to be inside of some of the old communities that I was in geographically, as well as socially. It's like, not to say that I outgrew them, but maybe I did outgrew them, not in an insulting way, but it's like, we, 
when we try to expand ourselves and grow in our being and grow in our leadership and grow it, you know, in our businesses, we have to also be surrounded by other people, you know, on that same vibration or that same wavelength or, you know, in my personal experience, I was getting stuck without having that. Just even like taking a look at our own circle of people, right? Like in your home or in your community and just, I think what I've recognized for myself is this hunger to meet new people, mm-hmm. especially if you've been hanging around the same people for your whole life, or maybe there's certain people in your life that um, aren't, you know, pursuing the thing that they want to pursue. And it's like, how do you stay in a state of elevation and like abundance if you're not around people who are exercising that same thing? Totally. I've thought of that before. I'm like, sometimes I'm like, I just want to shake people and be like, what are you doing? You know, and every person has their own path, but I do find it very challenging to be in spaces where people don't feel like they have the power or the purpose or the drive. And of course, as coaches and as leaders, like we want to instill that and we want to, you know, give people the resources and the spaces to feel into that. But it is hard and, you know, you have to sometimes create that community yourself. And Lauren, so like, I'm like almost asking this from like a parent lens and I know you're a parent too, but I think that there's a lot of ideas of what our lives should look like, right? Like I came from a background where it was pretty, you know, you, you do good in school, you go to college you have a normal, you know, I was a teacher and my parents were like thrilled when I started a business, they were like, no, what are you doing? (laughs) And so for someone like you, who just has so many like different interests and you're doing all of these things and like making it work and very successfully. And were you instilled with this like confidence and this like almost like allowance to pursue all parts of yourself? Mm, that's such a good question. My parents were always, I feel like advocates for me to pursue dance. Like mm. I didn't have like the stereotypical, like parents that were like, you need to become a nurse or a lawyer or a doctor. And I thank God every day for that. Um, and I will say, I think my parents feared some years and even now, sometimes they look at like, yo, what you're doing is so like risky or, um, <laughs> as my dad has called me before, a leaf in the wind, because I have so many different interests. And I used to have insecurity about being so multi-passionate. I used to kind of be ashamed that I would do so many different things. And as far as the confidence is maybe part of it is a rebellious part of me of Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to show that me doing what I love isn't failure. Um, So there's probably some rebellion there. And then the other aspect was how I am just naturally built. I cannot imagine being in a, in a job that I don't enjoy. Um, and that's how I'm hardwired regardless of like the Asian stereotype or the stereotype of being in America and what success is and, you know, doing the ordered steps and, and realizing and witnessing that other people who do the quote unquote ordered steps still don't have everything. They're mm-hmm. still not fulfilled. They're still not happy. They still have the same problems. The only difference is, is I'm enjoying life while I have these issues. <laughs> <You know? laughs> True. And so it's like moving away from like living for later. I'm different. I want to live for today and I will figure it out as I go along. And someone had recently asked me, like, how did you build the courage to like leave a nine to five to go into entrepreneurship? And I said, it was very gradual. I did it 
bit by bit. I didn't just cut off my nine to five job and then just build a business. No, then I went down to finding a part-time job that had some flexibility for me to do other things. And then I started getting certified in different things and that opened up my network. And um, so I feel like every little thing that I did was further affirming that I'm making the right decision. And even now, as we're talking, it doesn't mean that I don't ever have thoughts of like, oh, you know, you know, if someone offers me a contractual job for 25 hours, I, the old me would have been like, "Mm -mm, just work for yourself. But Mm -hmm. where I am today, I'm like, no, that actually might serve me right now. If I don't have the capacity to grow my coaching business right now or search for clients or, you know, because I'm also still learning. I don't necessarily have the clearest brand of what I do. Very much of what I've done is by word of mouth or through the dance community, but remaining open that, that depending on the season of my life and where my focus is and what energy I have, that's how I'm going to move. And so letting go, even of the pressure of being an entrepreneur and looking entrepreneurial, like letting that go and just being open and like following like where my heart leads me or where God leads me. Yeah, I really love that. And we talk so much on this show about just taking the next step or like following the hints or the signs. And it kind of sounds like that's what you're doing, but like all rooted in this belief, I guess, or value of, you know, living life to the the fullest and living in the now. And I think that's such a lesson that we all need to learn or relearn again and again is that everything, I mean, it's like we make plans and God laughs kind of thing, right? Like you can have the best laid out plan, but you have to constantly be making decisions, be them big decisions to leave a nine to five or smaller decisions to kind of, you know, move or whatever. I don't know what you define as a small decision, but are they all in alignment with that thing that you're, you know, creating or that feeling that you want to have in your life? Absolutely. And I think too, just mentioning that you don't have to wait for clarity necessarily. And that might go against the grain of, you know, even what we talk about in life coaching, like we help people find clarity, but oftentimes the clarity doesn't come until we make a move. And so, yeah. you know, you just really have that, like what IGC talks about a lot. It's like following our intuition. That's literally the, the North star mm-hmm. is, okay, I may not know what I want in six months. Like yesterday, Jamie was like, well, okay, what's the goal for November, 2022? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know. I just know that I want to feel like this and I want to grow this. And however that manifests, I'm going to trust the journey along the way. Yeah. It's like you can create a million dollar business or six figure business or whatever, but it doesn't really matter if you're not enjoying what you're doing. Right. Like that's Mm -hmm. why we, you know, people have left high paid jobs before or have left not high paid jobs before. The goal is to feel full and to feel fulfilled. Yes. Um, and we don't always know. And we're human, like we change. I mean, what I want to be doing now is way different than what I wanted to be doing when I started my coaching business. Yeah. And I think we Absolutely. have to invite that in. Hi, it's Kalia, IGC coach training grad and six figure certified coach. I know you're here listening to these incredible stories of successful coaches and wondering when will it be my turn? I'm sure you entered this year with the goal of finally stepping into your purpose. And there is no better way than enrolling in IGC's internationally accredited coach training program. Enrollment is open now and it is your turn. So take the first step by going to innerglowcircle.com forward slash call right now and book a free call with me. Your six-figure certified story starts today.
is Lauren a founder and you know a, a dancer and a movement and mental health teacher and all of these things, but you also are speaking at different universities and and how did you get into that? I think this is where the pandemic came and people were like, oh, wellness is important. We should invest in this. We should provide programming for our students and our staff and launching the podcast definitely helped um, as far as just positioning myself as an expert. It's, and I, I highly recommend for people who are thinking about starting a podcast to please do that. You know, you create your own platform. There's no gatekeepers. We're literally all on the same platform. I typically am getting booked to speak around stress management, energy management, mental health. Um, at the time that we're speaking right now, it's AAPI Heritage Month, which, stand, which stands for Asian American Pacific Islander Heritage Month. And recognizing that I want to do more work for my AAPI community. And so been collaborating with different organizations. So as far as like getting booked to speak, I think some of it was organic. Some people recommended me or they found my podcast. Like one gig that I did last year was for an organization, uh, a group of social workers who helps homeless people in LA. And they found me strictly through the podcast, which was so cool. And I think just being present, you don't have to have the perfect quote unquote aesthetic on Instagram or whatever platform you're on, but you should be consistent. You should continue to share what you're working on, what you're passionate about. And you got to stay on the forefront of people's minds in order to be remembered because it's just such a huge pool. And so I think just really developing those relationships and don't be afraid to shoot your shot. I shoot my shot all the time. I, sh- I shot my shot today <laughs> with this Filipino rapper named Ruby Abara. I posted a reel of me dancing to her song and she liked it, commented, reposted my video. And then I slid in that DM and <laughs> said, I would love to interview on my podcast. And, you know, if you're interested, I can send you more information. And I do that with non-attachment to the outcome. If she never replies back, I'm not going to be mad, but I'm like still elated that she repost- reposted my dance video. So that's awesome. And I really think that the energy you need to be successful really is to just say, I have something great. I'm going to put it out there and I'm going to go after it. And I think that what we often do in the entrepreneurial space is celebrate when it works out. Right. But we never talk right. about all the missed shots that we had. Not that that's a missed yeah. shot, but do you know what I mean? It's like, exactly. how many times have we you know, even if you look at the basics of business, like sales call close rates or email opt-ins, right? Like we don't talk about the unsubscribes. We talk about how big our email list is. And I think it's important to know that your successes have also come from, you know, just putting yourself out there and maybe not getting every opportunity, but if you never, you know, shoot your shot, as you say, you'll never. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. And I think just creating like a healthy relationship with a quote unquote rejection. And I don't, view any of these things as rejection. Like I just keep going, right? Like same thing with grant applications. I got my first grant last summer and the the wild story behind that was I applied within 20 minutes of it being due. Like I just, it was 1130 at night and I was just like, okay, I'm just going to write some shit. I'm going to shoot this ugly video of myself and I'm just going to whatever, hope for it. And I got the grant and it's like, what would it look like if we all just applied for the thing mm-hmm. without worrying about it being perfect and just showing up as your full self? And um, that's a lesson that I really try to take with me. It's like, okay, how can I just be 
clear and authentic in the way that I speak or talk about what I do. Anyone that's listening who is looking to get a grant or looking to get booked, keep practicing how to articulate what it is that you do and why the world needs it. That's really what a grant application is. What's, yeah. the, what's the problem you're solving and, and why do we need it? I love it. And you got the I Fund Women Neutrogena health and wellness grant. Okay, you better know. Yes. I mean, I remember because I was like, oh my God, like we're not affiliated with iPhone women at all. But I, t- I think this might even be the second or third podcast episode where I brought them up because I'm like, there's an amazing grant opportunity for women. And so when you got that one, I was like, oh my gosh, like it works, right? Like you have to do it though. And yes. I think to myself, I literally said to Katie a couple of weeks ago, I said, do you think we can hire a grant writer? Like, like also, you know, case in point, like you can't just do it yourself, right? I think that often people want to pitch themselves, their ideas. And yeah, like maybe we do need PR people eventually or a grant writer eventually, but we Mm. know ourselves and our company and our mission and our values better than anyone else. And I think it'd probably be faster if you just (laughs) filled it out yourself. Yes. Definitely. I, this is where I would say that getting in the practice of writing, like if we want more like tangible things is yeah. um, even for dancers, for artists to get money or funding for what you do, we have to know how to write. And sometimes that is like the gatekeeper that keeps artists from having access to certain things, but we're all capable of practicing and you have to be unafraid of you know, doing things messy or ask a friend who has received a grant. And it's also just such a good point. We have the goal, right? Whether it's like a 30 day goal or a five year goal, the steps that it takes are often the part where we're like, wait, we don't want to do it. Right. Like, no, I just uh-huh. want to live in the mansion with the Bentley. I don't want to do all the <laughs> that required to get there, but that's what you have to actually do. Right. And I think that's also where like coaching and accountability come in because you can Google how to do anything, but will you actually do it? It always comes down to that. And you have to ask yourself and some people can, and like, I wish I was that person, you know, that could just do everything on my own. I have learned that that's not, you know, how I work and I've needed and relied on community and coaching Mm -hmm. to get to the next level. And I know you said like, you know, that's just how you're built and in terms of like following the, following the signs and, you know, not being willing to compromise on a life not fully lived. Right. And I also think that, you know, we have to know ourselves. Right. And I know for myself that I wouldn't be as far as I am without, you know, these support systems. Support. Totally. So what did that grant allow you to create in your business too? So for people who are like, what would I need a grant for if I'm like, you know, self-funded or, you know, I'm making money. I don't know what I would do with a grant, but Yeah, the first thing that was on the top of my list was paying my team. Like the Lion's Den team is pretty much, they're volunteering their time um, and their talents. And, you know, in exchange, they get free dance classes. But like outside of that, there is they have not been getting monetary gains. So I paid my team um, part of that $10,000 grant. And that just felt really good to do that. Paid myself. Mm. I think I had some shame around like, wanting to pay myself part of it, but I'm like, no, I've been busting my, my butt for years. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I am not like, you can say um, that on this show, but it's either way. <laughs> and investing in things like insurance for us in the mm, studio. Yeah. Um, you know, all the little nitty gritty things. I think what else I'm trying to, I have a whole spreadsheet of how yeah. I did that, but you know, 
getting a website, like these things are important, getting that membership that you've been wanting to get. You know, I, if I said out loud how much money I've spent on myself, it's coach training, yoga teacher training, like all the trainings, all the membership, all the things, it's a lot, but mm -hmm. I don't regret any of it. Mm -hmm. And so I think for grant money too, you could invest in hiring a coach. You know, why, why slow down the process when you can have someone who accelerates your process? Yeah. And so just thinking of that grant money as reinvestment back into yourself. Yeah. And I also think you make a good point too, to be able to pay your team and to be able to pay yourself because the work that you're doing really is giving back to the community, right? Of course you charge for some of your services, but also you know, a podcast or some of even the free content you give to your community online. It's like, you know, a lot of, a lot of people are charging for stuff like that. You know, when you're doing good work in the world, it's like, you have to just assume that you will be financially compensated with it for that, no matter how it looks. And I think that, I love that. thank you for sharing about the grant too, because I think that we often think as like, you know, solopreneurs, if you will, or very small businesses that like, it's not for us. But actually, a lot of the funding is exactly for, you know, oh, yes. people like us and women. And then, of course, there's all different demographics, which, you know, grants are often targeted to. There's so much, so much money out there. Like, I wish I started applying years ago. Mm -hmm. It just wasn't on my radar. And now that we have more information, you know, I would say make it a weekly practice or a monthly practice of like, okay, I'm going to dedicate two to three hours, just writing grants yeah, and just looking for them and applying for them and just put that as part of the business practice as well. Such a smart piece of information. I a hundred percent agree. Like there is, it's something I remind myself all the time. I'm like, there's so much money in the world. Like, yes, <laughs> it's just a matter of taking the initiative to, to get what's yours. Yes. So I know Lauren, you have your team at lion's den and, um, you know, the, all of these speaking events and so forth. But I do want to talk a little bit just because this is the Six Figure Certified Coach Podcast. What kind of coaching do you do? Like, how do people work with you now in that capacity? Yeah, right now, um, I've been working with clients one-on-one. -on -one. Um, the group capacity has been through my virtual retreat that was normally five days in a row. The last iteration was three weeks of um, a virtual retreat. Um, but mostly one-on-one -on -one, and I'm hoping to change that this year. That's one of my goals through, uh, leaders rising, but I've worked with an array of clients of creative from film directors to photographers, to some of my most recent clients who work in policy and government contracts. The type of client that is attracted to me are people that are looking to learn to trust themselves, to recognize that they are worthy of setting boundaries. They are worthy of saying no. That's been a reoccurring theme with every single client was just working on how to put themselves first. The trait of being a people pleaser or appeasing everyone in our lives that they're, put, they're putting themselves on the back burner and then they're burnt out and tired and not feeling fulfilled. And yeah. so that's kind of been a commonality amongst all my clients. And I'm just a huge advocate for people to live a life that they actually want to live to pursue their dreams. And I think that my life has been a reflection of that as someone who likes to pursue many different things and find joy in those things as well. Of course, setting boundaries and people pleaser thing. It's like, it's literally impossible for you to live a life on your own terms or to be fully fulfilled if you're constantly neglecting your own needs and desires 
to please yeah. other people, or if you're constantly saying no to yourself and yes to everyone else. It's just a huge honor to like witness that, especially on the one-on-one container. Like I know a lot of people do group programs, but there's something about the intimacy of one-to-one. And when you get back on that call and you hear them being like, oh my God, I set a boundary with my mom or I didn't answer that friend's phone call. And I feel so good and so free to getting clarity of like, oh, that job that you thought you wanted to apply for, you actually don't want that. And that's okay. It's one of the greatest honors to be a coach and just partnering with people in that capacity. Where can people connect with you? And of course, listen to your podcast. Yeah. So my website is lauren-devera.com. You can also follow me on Instagram, instagram.com slash the Lauren Devera. And all my pages are linked to that. If you want to listen to my podcast, the podcast is titled Thrive and Thread. Uh, We're releasing a new episode every other Thursday. And uh, we're also on Twitter and Instagram, just Thrive, A-N-D, and Thread. That's that's enough handles for y'all. <laughs> You're everywhere. Yeah, we'll have all of them in the show notes. So you can follow her on every platform. And I really, I really thank you for being here. And before we go, I just love to know, like, what is your message for people listening to this and wondering, like, how do I know if I'm following my intuition and how can I, you know, really embody this person that I know I am? Like, I'd love for you to kind of share your final message with people. Mm, I love that. Be mindful of how your body responds to certain things. You know, even listen, when you listen to a podcast, any podcast, but especially this one, if anything struck you, don't downplay that and explore that. And so just get curious. You don't need to answer all the questions today, but start with how do I feel about that? And what's the next best thing that I can do? And maybe the next best step is for you to reach out to a coach or to get a therapist or just to simply journal about it, but don't downplay what your body and your mind tells you about how you're thinking about things. Brilliant. I think we all need that message. (laughs) Our body always knows. Mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for being here, Lauren. Absolutely. Thank you, Liv. Thank you, IGC. And thank you to everyone listening. I hope to see you soon. Let's face it. The world needs you and your clients are waiting. This is the year you make it happen and become a six-figure certified coach doing exactly what you were called to do. If you loved this episode, give us a five-star review and share it with someone else who's ready to make moves and answer their calling. We can't wait to see you next week and help you make your first or your next six figures as a certified coach.